Coming to you live from Camp Crystal Lake, it's the 10 Point Podcast. My name is Bruce, and I'm an old friend of the Christie's. Joining me this week, dumb kids, know-it-alls, heads full of rocks. First, if you were a flavour of ice cream, what would it be, Chris? Cookie dough. Absolutely love it. Cookie dough. Okay. Well, Rocky Road is what they said in the film, so I <laughs> missed that one. And secondly, he should be watched every single minute. He's... Not a very good swimmer, it's Andy. And chalk chip. <laughs> I'll still never forget that banana chocolate chunk I had when we were in Holland. Was it in Cyprus? That you had Cyprus, I. You absolutely love the ice cream. Banana chocolate chunk, not mint chalk chip. Banana, <laughs> and it was chunks of chocolate. It was amazing. I loved it. Played, literally, that's all you talked about after you had the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, probably very, very unhealthy, I think, about it. We are the 10 Point Podcast. We talk about movies as well as ice creams. Uh, in fact, we'll review anything. Let us know what you want to review. We'll, we'll review it. <laughs> Google 10 Point Podcast, you'll find one of our many sources on the internet. Uh, usually wherever you get podcasts or YouTube or Spotify does both podcast version and video versions of it where you can watch us on our silly backgrounds with them <laughs> things that we usually talk about during the podcast Chris in the background. On a boat. Chris is falling asleep on a boat. Uh, but that's a joke for those of you who can see us. For those of you who can hear us, there'll be many more. Before we get on to the main reason for the podcast this week, what was our past highlights of the week? Andy, I will start with you because you and I have a similar highlight. Andy, lead off. I went to the cinema and watched Saw X. Mm-hmm. And Chris Me too. confused. Uh, well, let's try and be uh, spoiler-free. I imagine okay. Chris, Chris will want to watch it. And there's kind oh, of I've got like a spoiler. eight films to catch up on, so spoiler. Uh, I'll forget. Well, I'll forget anyway, I don't tend to like prequels or like things that fit in between things because they're never done well. This is actually up there with the thing I think was done really well. Hmm. Almost unnecessary, the film, but it does add a lot. And it's like, actually, you know what? I get it a bit more now. It it adds a little bit to it. It doesn't take anything away. My only criticism of it is, and I'm kind of glad they didn't do it, they look old. Johnny um, Smith, I feel really bad that they asked yes. Johnny Smith, who must be in her 50s, to play herself probably in her 30s. Exactly. Uh, there's there's no way around a, it. She's amazing. Yeah. She is yeah. great at what she does. She's uh, and we love Amanda. She is like, the, in the Amanda zone, but there's no hiding her fact that her, like she's aged. Because luckily, she's been quite a lot. Yes. Yeah. More uh, than most bit, of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh? Just fi- she's she's fine when she's not. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. fine when she's not talking because she looks like, oh, it's, it's Johnny Smith. And then when she yeah. starts talking, it's like, ah, right, okay, yeah, you're you're playing your very much younger self. Like Tobin Bell, he always looked a bit ancient. He probably when he was in his 30s, he probably looked a bit old. Yeah. So he's fine 20 years later. But yeah, this film comes basically was it 2003, four between the first and second films is when this new one comes out or fits in. And it's like, yeah, sorry, Shawnee, you're uh, I'm glad you didn't recast you because you are Amanda and Amanda only. Yes, so. Exactly. No, I'm happy with yeah. that. I would say it's twisty. Chris will love it. It's got, it's got twists. I mean, I mean I've mean, seen every twist coming. I except mean, yeah. from one. There was right, one twist okay. that did get me. I was like, whoa, that's a twist right there. That's going to blow Chris's mind. But yeah, you know it's coming. That's the problem. The, it's the There's like a... It's basically the first... Is it, what is it, two hours long? Hour and a half? Yeah. I can't remember how long it was. Two hours long. It was two hours, yeah. First half hour, 40 minutes isn't a Saw film. No, basically, it's a story of an old man who has cancer trying to seek treatment. Yes, and Still, it's fun. It's always cancer. Well, this is him back when he needed it. Like yes. this, literally. Right. Spo- spoiler: it, This this was after uh, first one. Af- after two. Is it? No, after the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I but trust me, I was like, I've no, researched no. the timeline. Oh no! If if they're saying it's after 
one, then there's a big issue because it's technically after two. Is that because of... Yes, me and Chantel had this argument because it right. technically should be after two. It's somewhere right. between well, one and two, Chris. Yeah, uh, my one. belief from what I have read is that it comes after the first one because he's taken Amanda under his wing. Yes. And this is basically her first real test. As in, she's in training. And then when we get to Saw 2, Amanda has been trained, basically. That's where I right. believed it, it fit in. But actually, there's two, though. There's two things. There's a line that somebody says because they know who John Kramer is and they don't know who yeah. John Kramer is until 2. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have just made reference to basically the villain. If you don't, if, if you count Jigsaw as the hero of the Saw movies, his yes. his opposite number on the bad side of things. Yes. Uh, she knows who Jigsaw is somehow. But that aside... I thought she was the best thing in the film. Yeah, she was really uh, good. Like she Plain was a, like a this... yeah, both because she plays a kind of dual role that we won't spoil anything. But yes, the the opposing the other the, John Kramer's always the smartest person in the room, but there's another person who is as smart as him in this one, and she's very good at doing that, and I very much enjoyed her. So hopefully, because of the whole timeline mess, no spoilers. Hopefully, she's in another one at some point, but we'll see yes. how that goes. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's it's basically we've done it well with we did Saw one and yeah. then seemingly this comes straight after it. And if it comes after, I, I'm still whole, I'm thinking there's kind of some kind of cause between there's bits yeah. of two. Like I, said, I had this argument with Chantel. She was like, "Oh, it is after one." I was like, "No, there's two things that happened in that film that <laughs> yeah. it was after. Uh, it was after two. It has to be after the other one." Yeah, and exactly. It's like, but, oh no, it's like we had this argument already. So. Chris, the first half of the film, to watch and let us know. Yeah, you will. But the first half of the film is very much not. It's it's, it's about a guy rather than. But about even a crazy that, guy. I enjoyed. Like it was. Like, oh yeah. I was like, you get you get some gore, and then it's just like I mean, you get some awful gore at the start, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just that was just in his head, wasn't it? He didn't yes, actually do that bit. That was yeah, in his head. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the image from the poster that's advertising this new movie doesn't actually happen. It's a, a fantasy that John yeah. Kramer has, which is quite funny. I can't remember yeah. the poster now. Well, yeah. it's going to blow your mind anyway, Chris. It's what film, yeah. but. The uh, I, but yeah, the second half. It's definitely up there with that. Like it's better than your kind of jigsaws and your Chris Rock ones and that. It's it's definitely better than Spiral, and I, th- I think it's better than all of the Costas Man Little Door Soul yeah. ones. If you want, I'm still going to go through them. I mean, I, I yeah. might put Saw Two on just to have a wee a wee watch after this. Cause... I, no, I'm thinking about. It. I do think Saw Two might actually be the best one. Like I think I told you, Saw, Saw 2, one... Two is my favorite. That can yeah, absolutely think... blow my mind. Saw one does very much hinge on that twist at the end, which and, you know. And this know. one definitely adds to Saw Two. Like that's that, like normally yeah. people take away like Star Wars has got this big mess that's going on at the moment. But like speaking of Star Wars, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a what an end that was. Oh, you watched the finale? No, I haven't seen the finale yet. That's all I'm saying. Okay, right. I, I, was that a good noise that you made? Well, you were like you said, what a finale. Well, it is what it is. What a finale. I need more. Okay. Absolutely shit. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's absolutely amazing. But the problem is when you watch the second last episode, you're like, how the fuck are they gonna wrap this up? And then I put it mm-hmm. on and I paused it straight away to like um like wait for Chantel to come in. And I was like, only 40 minutes long, they're fucked in this. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> it's like not a chance. And then I watched it and I'm just like, I need more. It's left left some dangling, haven't Yeah, there's a bit of dangling, yes. And it's uh, not just like her so- hair tentacles. Saw Ten was uh, was my highlight of the week, but I also went and saw the creator at the cinema this week. Ooh, the latest, thing, the latest AI is the devil uh, movie to come out. Uh, you say spacey; it's all set on Earth, um, so it may look like it's spacey. Oh, futuristic spacey, whatever. It's, it's futuristic, certainly. But they wear like big space uh, helmets in the poster. They do, yeah, and yeah. a lot of it is about uh, a sort of ship. It's not a spaceship, Aye. but it's just like a, a ship. 
that humans have created that kind of coasts over the oh, earth. Right, that's why I'm like going to sort of measure. But that's the main thing about it, like a main Death Star kind of thing in, in the film. <laughs> um, I think I nearly dropped off sleeping three times during this film. <laughs> that's that's um, good, then. And I watched it's it half past one. Half past one in the <laughs> afternoon. Like it wasn't like it was late. It wasn't like it was out of my bed first thing in the morning to queue up and go and see it. Now the double bill, this and then saw. Uh, saw was fine. Never slept, never fell asleep once. But this, <laughs> it's just not. It's just not anything. Like it, it's something, but it's not something special. It's just it just exists. I'm not desperately keen on John David Washington, David, what, the guy from Tenet, this main guy. Yeah. He always seems like he's playing it kind of like a bit trying to be funny but there's no humor in this film really like it's it's not meant to be hilarious it's just, i don't it's just it's not as good as other things that it's trying to be like and it's it's just a bit naff and... see it was like that banger i went and watched was it Ten Thousand bc that was that was a banger out of nowhere the right, okay. adam driver one oh that wasn't that you're thinking oh, of, that. Yeah. oh uh, 46 or 45 it's called Aye, it's just it's, it's just a number like that Aye. yeah that's that's better i would right. recommend that over the creator the creator you can see that it's probably got a budget 100 times bigger than what saw 10 did but i enjoyed saw 10 probably 100 times more i'm not saying it's bad it's just nothing like uh, it's it'll be on bbc one like <laughs> sort of, uh, sunday afternoons yeah maybe christmas time and it's like people will watch it there's not that many big names in it and it's uh, it's all derivative of other things things and it just it poses a lot of plot holes and questions and why are why are people making these decisions and all that and it's just i don't know i just wasn't interested to be honest uh, i thought it might be something good but on it was it was the less than the sum of its parts i think it was just not particularly good chris any highlights from you uh no nothing for me i've still been in the house decorating no uh, rooms yeah <laughs> no change yes. of room uh, recommendations this week so Nothing and you still look you. like you're half asleep when you're doing a podcast because uh, there's, like, there's a great bit. Before... There's a great bit in the last podcast if you if anybody's watching the thing where he's like Bruce is doing his intro, which is about to get on to me because of this. <laughs> Literally falls asleep mid Bruce talking. I don't know if it was the day before or the day after, but I was up until four o'clock glossing. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I remember so, you saying. Uh, but yes, yeah. so normal service resumes get... next week when Chris has actually yeah. got furniture in the house. He's got his internet in his new house. I'm sitting on the floor. Gets, yeah, once he gets a telly in his new house, he might start watching things again. Uh, <laughs> but I'm as far behind on some shows as he is, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch up next week, probably. So we better crack on the point number one on the 10 Point Podcast. What is the point? The point. The 1980 horror mystery thriller, Friday the 13th. Written by Victor Miller, famous for writing Friday the 13th. Uh, a couple of seasons of All My Children something called Rock, Paper, Scissors, and then literally everything else that he is involved with writing credits is Jason Voorhees one way or another. Uh, yeah. It's like characters written by, characters created by. So he basically is the Friday the 13th guy. But he only wrote the first film. Like, they took it from him and yeah. wrote other films on his characters. The film, the first Friday the 13th from 1980, directed by Sean S. Cunningham. It's the only Friday the 13th movie that he directed. And seemingly the only thing of any note that he directed. Yeah. He produced some other bits and bobs, but in terms of directing credits, just this. He knew so, he fucked uh, up, because he, he was the one that's basically turned around and said, ah, having Jason as a killer in feature films ain't going to work. Yes, he didn't want the whole Jason involvement. Uh, <laughs> and yes, he has, has admitted his mistake since then. <laughs> but yes, I'm sure the two of them made a pretty packet of Friday the 13th one way or another. The cast... I've only picked out two names. Two names appear on their own at the beginning uh, of the credits. All the rest kind of get run together. The main star, listed first, billed first, as Mrs. Voorhees, Betsy Palmer. 
Famous for Mr. Roberts, a way back in the 50s, for Friday the 13th, parts 1 and 2, and then Penny Dreadful, not the TV show, something else from the <laughs> 2000 something or others. And she's a stage actress, mainly, is Betsy Palmer. And she took the job to pay for a car that she needed. That's why she took the job a bit out of her comfort zone. But apparently she initially kind of didn't like the idea that she was famous for being on Friday the 13th, but has now embraced it. That she, uh... Why wouldn't you? Make money of it. Exactly. Apparently her favourite thing to do by researching the film is that she denies that this large gentleman with a hockey mask on, that's her son. She's like, no, my son died in the Crystal Lake in 1957. <laughs> she tells everyone that she did. She uh, meet the fans. She does not acknowledge the, 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 the Jason as we know him today. So our only other cast member I'll pick on, starring as Alice, Adrienne King, famous for Friday the 13th Parts 1 and 2. And basically, that's it. The story with her is that after the first Friday the 13th came out, she was stalked by a crazy person because of her being in the film. And she then said, I don't want to be in much of the second one. Uh, so she's got a bit of a cameo in that and then decided to basically retire from acting for 20-odd years. So we know how the 10-point podcast works. Yeah. She'll probably show up in something next week. Exactly. But, um... Stalkers got to ruin it for everybody. I wonder, I wonder yes, if Jason's exactly. just standing outside just like that. Every time she opens yeah. her window. I must be, yeah. So, uh, yeah, not the biggest cast list ever. I have missed off the one... Well, there's two famous names in this. One of you will definitely know. One of you might not know why they're famous. But we will come to them throughout because they were not the main stars in the film. Friday the 13th, on a budget of $550,000, opened in the US its first weekend, $5.8 million. So immediately huge profits. Final US gross, $40 million. Worldwide gross <laughs> in 1980, it says somewhere on the internet $60 million, but I, I only saw it written once, so I cannot verify that. So yeah, somewhere in the region of about $50 million that's made from a budget of half a million. You can see why they made 147 Friday the 13th movies, <laughs> uh, off the back of this. Friday the 13th, released in the United States of America on Friday the 9th of May uh-huh. 1980. It made it to the UK on Friday the... 13th of yeah, June boy. 1980. The UK release film. date was literally the date it said at the beginning of the film when it says present day Friday the 13th of June and obviously 1980 when the film came out and it was Friday the 13th that year. So UK summer, exactly the date it's supposed to come out. The US must be confused when it came out on the wrong date. That meant 1980, 81 awards season for Friday the 13th. Oscars, obviously nothing at the Oscars. We can just zip right past that. 1981 Razzies, however, there were two nominations for Friday the 13th. First nomination, Worst Supporting Actress, Betsy Palmer as Mrs. Voorhees. She lost to... Yes, we'll we'll get on to it, I'm sure. She lost to Amy Irving for a film called Honeysuckle Rose, which I looked into and apparently is a country music movie starring Willie Nelson as an old country music star (laughs) (laughs) playing to type there. And speaking of that kind of thing, Worst Picture nominated Friday the 13th as well. It lost to that one as well, but it lost to Can't Stop the Music, a film we've mentioned in the past. That's the Village People movie, which is basically a kind of fake biography, autobiography of the Village People in movie form. It was the worst film that year. MTV Movie Awards did not exist yet. Saturn Awards, I'm not sure if they existed, however, did not acknowledge Friday the 13th until the Bonus bundle 127 box set came out and it got a nomination in the in the 2000s. And other awards, it did not win anything else ever. It did not win a single award. It was nominated for nine across DVDs and cinema releases, but not one was a winner. 
synopsis for Friday the 13th, written for us by RuPaul's Drag Race fan. <laughs> a synopsis here. And RuPaul's Drag Race fan says, In 1958, two camp counsellors are both murdered by an unseen killer. 21 years later, the camp is opened again, despite the townspeople's fears that more mayhem will occur. The camp owner and counsellors are murdered one by one by an unseen killer. Could he or she be the same person who killed those two camp counsellors in 1958? Everything climaxes with the final counsellor coming face to face with the killer. Uh, he saw the climax. Yeah. Climax, spoiler yeah. free one. Nice. Kind of spoiler free, but also kind of telling us what actually happens. What, what to yeah. expect, but kind of not specific. Who picked Friday the 13th? It was me. Had we seen it before? I had only ever seen this once before, and it is the only Friday the 13th movie that I have seen. Andy, what? how about you? I've seen it once before. I've heard through all of them. I've done, I've done that run. Yeah, I you, thought I'd seen it, but apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> so you ha- have you seen actual Jason Voorhees ones then? I, th- again, I thought I did, but I can't remember anything. So I don't know whether I've started yeah. in the second one on part Maybe. two. Because uh, yeah, have you seen them in New York? Oh no. Have you oh, seen no, them in space? Seen, uh, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> in space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I bet Andy showed you that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> That's something of my favorite Jason film. I love Space Jason. But yeah, so therefore, we're, we're, Andy knows it. You think you might only seen it once, Andy, or do you think you? I have only seen this one like once. This is probably the second time I've seen hmm. other ones, but I don't think I've like I've definitely done a sit through, watch them all. But then I could tell you bits of films, and I couldn't tell right, you what okay. films are from. You couldn't say, I, oh, I remember this kill from Jason Takes Yeah, Manhattan like, I know, like, a bunch of them are always, obviously, at Camp Crystal Lake, but then, yeah, he does go to Manhattan, then he goes to hell, then he goes to space, <laughs> yes. then he goes to suburbia, but then most of them are here. Yeah, so eventually, when we hit episode 100,000 of the mm-hmm. podcast, we'll have done them all by then, and we can have a, a, a reflect back. Chris will be uh, green old. <laughs> I'll be dead. Uh, which <laughs> channel will we find it on, do you think? It's probably Channel 4. four. I've gone for actual Channel 4. Yeah, actual I think 11.05 sort of start time on actual Channel 4. Again, we're talking, this is TV scheduling basically of the 1990s. I've no <laughs> idea what's on TV these days. I've never actually watched live television anymore. So, I uh, guarantee you, there'll be a, a Halloween film four thing and this, this has been... Probably will be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and which version do we watch? It's complicated. We all watch the same one. I can confirm that. It's complicated, but not interesting about the different versions. <laughs> so I will just move on from here because... Bits are lost, bits are cut, bits are put back in, bits did happen, bits didn't happen. Some argue that things, it's, I won't get into it. So, yeah, we all watch the same thing, and it seems to be the standard cut. Was there a, like a dwarf hung himself in the back? During the... <laughs> there wasn't, no. Right, okay. Uh, he, we didn't I, I go that version then. <laughs> we had the one with the stork uh, next to the lake. Point two on the podcast is the high points, what we thought the best bits and things were. Normally, the person who picks goes off first. I'll just start by saying the prologue, I don't know if it's a high point, it's very basic, but at least it sets up the premise for the film, but I wouldn't give it a massive you, thumbs up. You, you kind of need that straight away because it takes a, it's, it's, a, it's a slow burner, this. Mm. I didn't realise it was this that started the whole... Uh... Well, that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's from this, yeah. Should, uh, should, I, should yeah. I ruin my fun fact since Chris has brought it up? I'll go for I it. Want it. Yeah. So the, the fun fact is that noise is like, it's actually meant to be like... The killers uh, in the brain is going like mm-hmm. kill, 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 mum, mum, mum. Yeah, because she's like slightly schizophrenic. Yes. The whole thing. And it's her doing the Jason voice, which we'll maybe come to later on, going, yeah, kick, 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 ma, yeah. ma, ma. But it does sound like, ch, 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 yeah, ma, 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 is what it sounds like. 
it never said. I, I don't know if it's like old, like mono stereo cinema, and it's it's changed over time. Like it's like right, we've recorded it. That sounds banging, and they put it onto like a <laughs> a film reel. And it's like ah, fuck it, we'll go with it. Can't be our changing that. It's, be it sounds better that way, but yeah. no one knows no, what no, it is. It doesn't it's make sense. Annoying. Going. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be walking around his house doing that to shout the kids and Nicola now. Well, I, I do it, but if there's a lull, like if it's quiet, I'll just go. <laughs> just for the sake of it, I had no idea it was coming from this film. There you go. I didn't realize that this film did start way back in the 1950s. I thought the whole thing was just at, at the lake. So that was uh, a bit of a surprise to me. And it kind of helps with the whole who the hell is this killer? Is it the same person? Like, I, mm. Andy, did you go into this film knowing like spoilers for the whole of the film, basically? And did you go in remembering the killer? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, this is. What about you, Chris? Film. Did you this know the, the killer? I only know it because of Scream, because Scream spoils right. it for you with that okay. question. So you went yeah. in knowing was, that it was. If yeah. I if I hadn't seen that, I would have assumed it was the guy with the hockey mask. Because okay, because that's yeah. what he's famous for. That's when I like, the first time I went into this, like obviously I was a bit too young, but yeah, first time I was like, I definitely seen Jason before this film. Like I like Jason with the hockey mask on, so I was like, ah, yes, let's watch where it all begins, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's Jason. Like Jason's on. Yeah. It was the hockey mask. So, it doesn't exist. So uh, having this be the only one I've watched, and knowing that Jason is like he is the Freddy Krueger, he is the ghost face, he is the killer of mm. this. I was like, kind of expecting it, but the film does take you on a sort of they, they do throw a few options at you throughout. So the fact that it started in the 50s makes you think, oh, is it the same person and all that? But obviously we know by the end that it was the same person mm -hmm. because that was 58 rather than 57. But we'll get into that. Sure. Uh, high points from the early doors. Who wants to go? I've got one. Oh, one. Um, I got human waste again. I thought <laughs> Annie was going to be the, the main hero. You've seen her walking through, um, I'm assuming, what's it, Camp Crystal or something? Where the place is? Uh, or I can't Crystal Lake? Crystal Lake is the lake. I don't imagine yeah. the town is called Crystal Lake Town or anything like that. It's probably got another name that I've done. Right, yeah, I thought, like, see, she was going to be the main hero. There's a lot of her. Uh, I enjoyed the, the truck drive with the guy or who you hadn't seen up to passing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've got, before that, I very much enjoyed Ralph, the Prophet of Doom. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I liked him. I did not know he was coming back, uh, which I enjoyed him coming back. Apparently, he's supposed to be a suspect. Not at any point did I ever think... I felt like Ralph was the one doing it. Like, apparently... They, they say have a load they, of people like that as well, but it's just like... They do, nah. there's a few. Yeah. There are a few clues set about it. It's different, obviously, watching it when you know exactly who it is, but throughout, like, but I never thought Ralph was even a suspect. I did not consider him being the killer. Well, but I yes. thought when she walks into that diner and every turns around and looks at, oh, an outsider. And you the woman turns on the radio. <laughs> yeah. You get that, um, what's that, Texas Chainsaw kind of feel. But yeah, yeah I like yeah, the... The journey of him explaining, oh yeah, it's just a flippant remark as well. Oh, these two camps got killed, a guy, a kid drowned, and you're supposed to forget about it. And that's it. Basically, that's the story. You see, here's 1958. Here's something happening. That guy tells Annie in the car, oh yeah, a boy drowned, then people killed, and then ever since there's a couple of fires and they haven't used it in 20 years, and yeah. that's it. Like the rest of the film, you're basically left to watch these people yeah. get murdered and think, "Oh, maybe it's that. Oh, it's people that. Oh, it's only him left. It must be him and all that." And the whole time, it's somebody you're not even thinking about that's doing the murdering. So for a long time, I thought like maybe the Mrs. Voorhees was a double bluff. I thought it was uh, the creepy guy behind you. <laughs> for a while. Well, I think the first half of the film, I think it's definitely designed that we think yeah. it's Steve. Yeah. Because my next high point is Annie getting picked up after Enos has dropped her off on the crossroads. 
because he leaves the camp in the sort of green jeep thing. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if he was shirtless or not. I think he might have a shirt on at that point. And he drives off. And then basically, a scene or two later, this very similar-looking green car drives up to Annie. And you're like, oh, yeah. thank God. Annie's going to get a li- Here's the exact person. Some great camera shots. This stuff in. Yeah, hops into the car, and then she starts talking. And then you realise that, wait, we're not seeing Steve talking back. We're seeing the, the camera POV shot here. And the last time we've seen this, people have been getting killed. <laughs> and I thought, oh, it's going to be a bit more drama here. But no, immediately, just... Take Annie past the turning and proper horror movie. The whole thing with these is: is this the first one where they went past yeah. the drive, the driveway? That's my mm-hmm. turning, or or yeah. have they been doing it before this? And then, yeah, Commander roll afterwards. <laughs> her lands on her neck and triples herself. I've got that. Uh, she jumps out of the car head first. <laughs> <laughs> Strange way to escape being killed. <laughs> Uh, and then she just gets straight up murdered up against a tree or something like that, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. I mean, oh, ah, the, the killer is still on the loose, but are we the same person? And why do we think it's lovely Steve Christie from the camp? Because he seemed like a nice man earlier. So yeah, it's a good take us that direction. Nice. That, uh, we think it's Steve. Uh, one of my uh, first major pops was uh, completely, utterly forgot about the person we were not talking about. Fucking Bacon. Kevin Bacon is my next high point. I literally Kevin was just Bacon. like, fuck, it's Kevin Bacon. I forgot he was in this. I had no idea he was in this at all. Like, I've it's, never even. They get the same reaction as every single time when I watch the first Freddy Krueger and going, "Oh yeah, I forgot fucking Johnny Depp's in this." Yes. That's like his first ever film. Is yeah. this his first film? Kevin Bacon. Uh, I'll, I'll have a quick. I'll have a quick Google. I think it's probably be there. Uh, having seen this reasonably recently, I'd still completely forgotten that he was in it. <laughs> exactly. So, it's funny people just because he doesn't really do anything either, other than no. some hanky panky. When I'd picked it, I was like, oh, I'll look at the beginning of the cast list and be like, oh, and you'll never guess who's like, in it. And I never got as far down as where he is in the, ca- the cast list. <laughs> Put it this way, he was in National Lampoon's Animal House. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he kind is, of right. in that, isn't he? Then three other things, but very one nice. of them came out the same year as Friday the 13th. Right. So it's very early on uh, mm. in his, his career, old Kevin yeah. Bacon. And he's great straight away. I'm like, yes, you're good, but then he does actually nothing in this film, really. He does nothing, and then his death is my next high point. Yes, actually. that's how well, little small one before that when okay. that arsehole pretends to drown and he just barely flops into the water <laughs> to get him. Uh, we will leave that arsehole referred to as that arsehole to low points, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. But yeah, my ke- next high point is him. Yeah, the right. Kevin Bacon death got me. I, yeah. I what I did not expect to what was happening, and I with Chris's jump scare of the week thing is a thing we do on here whatever we call it but when that hand just came out and just grabbed yeah. him with a forehead oh. I, I jumped like I forgot <laughs> that. scene like everything from the fact he's just had a little bit of hanky-panky he's lying out all vulnerable and that single drop and as soon as he touches it the hand comes yeah. up and it's right through his neck I absolutely what, shit to myself that's what's so perfect about it is that we know he's up there and I was thinking it's going to start dripping on him soon, and it's, that's going to be the giveaway. And then the one drip happens, and you're like, "Oh, there we go!" He's going to be, he's going to start panicking. And before, it's like, it's like the perfect amount of time <laughs> for it all of a sudden to be like, "Baba!" And then just jab him through the neck with an arrow. I actually arrow. thought arrow, dead yeah. body was going to fall during the on top of him. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was the blood. Get him moving. Yeah, de- de- <laughs> definitely shout out to Tom Savini again. Tom Savini, yes, Tom Savini will be getting mentioned throughout. Yes, Tom Savini. I did not realize, even as I was watching it, I'll do a bit of researching as we go through. I didn't realize how significant he was until after I'd finished and I'm yeah. looking at all the trivia and all the details. And Tom Savini doesn't, I can see why he's randomly billed quite a lot in the credits because he is mm. massively involved in this film, yeah. uh, Tom Savini. But yes, we will touch on him, I am sure. 
axe fully in Marcy's head. That's my next high point. Uh, her her keeping around in the showers. That also goes into my low points, but we'll get to that one. It's a a high point for the death, but there's a a low point bit of that. You could be right. I I really liked her knowing something's up, and then she peeks in, and then you just see the the axe kind of going up, the shadow in the back. That's that's my low point. So you see it's like, oh, she's fucked, but then she just screams. And there's, there's literally too long of a delay before it's like, whack. I guess I so. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Yes. I was like, run, bitch, do throw something, but no, just like, ah, they quiet. Then axe is like swack. <laughs> Fully into her cranium. I thought it was, yeah. was quite good. Um so as the deaths all just start kicking off is my overall high. Yeah, point pretty much, here. pretty much there's not a bad death, like arrow to the door yeah. guy, and all the deaths are pretty One good. One question about that. I'm assuming he got killed before he got kind of impaled up. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just wonder how she would have done that. She like got super strength, just holding him with one hand. That's what that's what that's what psychos do. They got, they got super yeah, strength. she's got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So my next bit in the notes was literally halfway through the movie is when we cut to to Steve sitting in the diner, <laughs> dressed basically the same as what the killer has been, with his car now that the roof is up, looking absolutely identical to the killer. But he's got an alibi with the people who are in the diner, and he we find it on his way back that he's been 12 miles away the entire time. So for people who did not know the, the story of the film, the first 45 minutes, I reckon, is making them think Steve's invited all these people to his camp so he can kill them like he did back in the 50s or whatever. Um, but then here we go. It's not been Steve at all. I think that's a really good kind of mid-film twist uh, that's yeah. put out really well. That uh, It can't be him. Here's all the evidence that it's not him. And he's on his way back. He'll maybe be able to save everybody. I thought it was a good a good little bit. On, on his way back, I fully believe in the cops' full moon theory. Full moon theory. People do go mad on full yes, moon. Yes, they do. People go crazy and oh, do yeah. daft stuff. They're idiots. It's, I, I fully am invested in that policeman's theory about the full moon. Uh, I'll just follow on to the end of this, but then Steve, with the Dick Halloran from The Shining special, um, (laughs) (laughs) travel, 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 struggle, struggle, travel, car breaks down, travel, 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 immediately killed upon getting there. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, This came out the exact same year as The Shining. No, is it? So yeah, so we'll copy each other. We we don't know who, uh, did anybody know what was happening or was it just a complete, complete fluke? Uh, in fact, I don't remember the shiny came out in the year. It might be just about the same time of year they both came out. But yeah, literally the exact same thing. Uh, other high points. I've got a few more towards the end. Um, Mrs. Yeah. All Deaths, and then I've got the end end. So. Mrs. Voorhees showing up is a good scene, because here's the killer, and all of a sudden the killer is revealed, and it's this nice, not even revealed, it's like, it's another one of these green cars, and this nice old lady has come out. Yeah. <laughs> I've got her showing up as a low point. Where yeah, has she been four. driving to? Because she's been in the camp killing people. Well, so that was one question... She- Driving back. Yeah. So in the scene prior to her driving into camp, uh, what's her face gets chucked in? Brenda gets chucked in the window. Uh, Tom Savini, by the way, did that mm-hmm. stunt. It was Tom Savini that was being chucked in the window. Um, Shut myself. I, yes, that was a good, that was a good job scale <laughs> as well. Although I thought it was coming, I think. So has Mrs. Voorhees lobbed Brenda through the window and then been like, then <laughs> drive. I know how to get her out of this building. I'll run back up to wherever I've stored my car and drive back down the driveway and be hi. I'm in stories. <laughs> so it is a fair question, Chris. Because uh, at one point I was workshopping a theory in my head that Jason was actually helping her the whole time, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case. Because um, Jason, yeah, I, I don't know enough about the, next, the other films. If there's like a, a brief 
history of what happened. I believe you don't either, Andy. You don't have a, a good knowledge to for you to be able to answer questions like we did. No, he definitely this. was. I think he. My theory is that he woke up when his mom died. Right. That, okay. that is that the kind of explain. theory. So, like, right. he was in the bottom of the lake. That's why he's disfigured and he looks like the, he's been rotten in that lake for whatever, eight years or whatever. Year. Well, I guess it's 30 years. Yeah, I guess 30 years, whatever, yeah. It's still growing. Maybe 20. Yeah, well, you, you grow in your mum's stomach, don't you? And you're all watery and shit, so... I'm sure there's some theory behind how Jason is an evil or something or other that means that he could have lived all this time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was, like, uh, doing Sonic-style, yeah. like, getting air bubbles off fish or something like that. And... <laughs> Theory. Uh, I liked her showing up. I thought it was quite because obviously the whole film you're supposed to think who's it going to be and then his friend, random old woman, yeah, like, maybe middle aged woman. Well, it was it's hard because the scream. I generally would have like been shocked at the fact. It, it would have been hard. a great twist, yeah, if it wasn't ruined. Yeah. Like, yeah, like for me, like the first viewing, like I was just like, oh, when's Jason showing up? When Jason showing up? And it's like, mm-hmm. eh, it's the mum. <laughs> I still thought at some point he was going to turn. Yeah, up. I was the same. Like the very yeah, first right. time I watched that, but yeah, no one now is like I said. It's been this has been cult cult everywhere and mm-hmm. different films yeah, and that. So yeah. you, it's ruined. It's kind of like Saw movies. You can't really watch them again, and enjoy them like that first it's moment is your first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one more high point, which is I really liked Alice running around and finding a dead body wherever she went. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> she just kept going. Ah, she'd run away different <laughs> it was, it was like ah! a, a house of horrors where um, Steve just must be set up a tree and then as she got close enough, whoop, down he comes. Down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the best one, was him falling out the tree. Um, So the last thing I've got in my notes in the high point section is, talk to me about the ending. I want yeah. to have a discussion about the ending. Well, that's my high point. You... The, right. That bit right, right where like, she's just chilling, you see the place, it's like, oh, she's safe. You're chilling. I... I thought, because there was a scene before that where she's making coffee and yeah. we're just slowly following her around and then it ends. I thought, oh, that's it. She's safe. She's killed the mom. They're slowly just lingering on her. Bah! Fucking out of nowhere. <laughs> I generally shit myself because I was not expecting it at all. It's it's such a bad. nice calming scene and just a guy. It's like brilliant. Because supposed to think, oh, she's like, she's finally safe. So she's yeah. finally made it. So yeah, the police show up. And they are looking at her, and they're yes. like, oh, you okay over there? And then she kind of wakes up and then, like, sees them. Yeah. And then Jason attacks her, pulls her into the water. This seemingly happened. Maybe like, maybe, because... maybe, uh, maybe uh, they sneezed and they, like, what the fuck happened? She tipped over the boat. But like, it's like, maybe from looking. back there, it depends how far out she was, you wouldn't be able to see him. Yeah, I guess so. But then she said it like the the people who were speaking to the doctor or whatever it was who were there were like, "Oh no, we, we no, there was a policeman there. We pulled you yeah. out of the water. There yeah. wasn't a boy." Like you would have said, "Oh, when we got there, you were in the boat, and then you fell into the water." He didn't say that. He said, "No, we pulled you out of the water." So it's almost as if like they she was on the boat and got attacked into the water, and then the police showed up. Like it yes. doesn't seem like quite fits. Like it's almost like they were standing watching as this thing attacked. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's what it looks like. Yeah, and then just ignored the yeah. fact that this, oh no, well, there wasn't a boy there. Uh, yeah. Well, so if just, he did know. attack her, then why did he let her go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What What was he doing, and why did he stop doing it as well? But I think that the, the, the this is different from the Wizard of Oz, where I always thought yeah. she just had the ruby, ruby slippers on, and it was maybe a real place. That's that was a dream. This one, I don't actually know. I don't know what I'm supposed to think at the end. I still think that bit was a dream. I don't know. I like my theory of that was him getting woken up because obviously yeah, Jason, like Jason hates Jason hates water. 
So he's just like, grab something, and he's still panicking. He doesn't know he's fucked off. Well, you, I, I have been awoken by my mother's death, and you're the first person that I have found. Yeah, so therefore, I think you are maybe key responsible for the death of my mother, uh, and thought I'm going to get you, and then realize actually, now nah, I'm all right. I'll let you go. There's police over there. Yeah. So I'm not. The ending is a great ta-da ending, but I'm kind of a bit confused at how they actually don't and do wrap it up at the end. Yeah. Point three, low points, worst bits and things about the uh, about the film. Does anyone have any early ones? Because I have an early that creepy one. bastard behind you. <laughs> So before we get to Steve, though, speaking of creepy bastards, did Enos really have to fully both hands grab Annie's arse as he helped her into the truck when he picked yes. her up? <laughs> I, I thought that was that was very inappropriate. Okay, Steve. Yeah, it was like, oh, up you get, and it just goes whoop, <laughs> grab both hands and <laughs> both her cheeks, pushes her in. I mean, it seemed like a nice man. I don't think there was any malice in it. Um, yes, have at it, Chris, Steve. Walking about in these Daisy Dukes, and then just stroking Alice's face like, yeah. I'll get you. Don't you worry. I thought they were together. I thought the two of them aye. were a couple who were running <laughs> the camp. And that's not the case. <laughs> well, aye. You, and then... Fucking fly. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the first time Jason's then, coming. Um, I know. It won't leave me alone. And like, then he just disappears into town. It seems like he's been all right if I get stuff done before it rains. And then we never see him again for like an hour. He also goes off in a bit of a mood as well. Because like Annie's not showed up and then he kicks off about something else kind of minor. And it's like, yeah, he's a bit weird. And yeah, he's the, he's the first never nude for the viewers of Arrested Development. <laughs> who, uh, I've seen him oh, in that. That's brilliant. <laughs> and I'm, I'll, I, I will mention his outfit later on. It is coming up in the nominations. But is the neckerchief significant? Like, yeah, why has he thought, you know what I need for my outfit here? Like, I've, shorts are fine, but I'm so hot, so hot. I need to take my shirt off. But I'll keep my scarf on. It's like, so, my so neck you, is not going to get... Maybe he's got a sweaty neck. Ah, he's got a sweaty neck. He doesn't want it running down his chest. I, he was waiting for them to start so he could take it off and go, oh, yeah, so <laughs> Covered in the neck sweat to get him down his face. Yeah. <laughs> I think if he, it was, it's one of these situations where he would look better with less on. Like if he didn't have the handkerchief around his neck, uh, he'd look better. But because it's, it's an outfit choice because he's got the, the handkerchief. There's a theme right. as well because the first time you see um, the other guys naked with suspenders on. Yeah, like, yeah, I was already writing down how weird an outfit it was Steve had on. Yeah, the guy's like painting <laughs> shirtless, but still with like the bottom half of a painter's outfit on. <laughs> like Super Mario with the shirt. Crystal <laughs> looks weird. Weird, yeah. 1979, 1980s yeah. fashion was a bit weird, I guess. Uh, did anyone for a single second believe that Ned was drowning in the lake? No, nope. it's been done too many times. But also, it's like, he was what he was in the fine in the water fine. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's time to go. All of a sudden he's what 10 yards out, out off the yeah. edge. Like, blah, help. Blah. To be <laughs> fair, when I when I swim in the sea and a bit of seaweed touches me, that's exactly where I am. <laughs> I could be fine. As soon as it touches my foot, I think it's a shark and that's me panicking. Yeah. <laughs> Running okay. towards the beach. <laughs> <laughs> power move though, just to get a kiss. But, but, uh, in general, he was just a knob and I don't miss him at all. But they all died. were like none of them were amazingly likable, like from my point of view. It's just like uh, yeah, Baker was likable. Uh, I so. think most of them were all right. Like I thought I, one of the major problems I have with the film basically is I really liked Annie and I'm quite gutted that she got killed. I thought she was gonna yeah. be a nice main character for us to follow along with, but she was the first one gone. But yeah, Alice is okay, I guess. Marcy. I didn't really know much about her. And then 
It's like, yeah, Kevin Bacon was fine. Brenda was a bit quiet, although she was the one that kind of started the whole uh, strip monopoly. The weird strip yeah. monopoly game, which they still had money. It was only if you paid rent you had to take clothes off. <laughs> a bit weird. And then we've got Bill, who was, yeah, he was fine. I was thinking he was maybe a suspect. I thought he was going to be a hero for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's horror movies. Got to be a final girl in a horror movie. He did cross one of my points and you're rattling through like all the low points here. Strip monopoly. That's a low point. Okay. It just it's gonna take so long, isn't it? I mean, Monopoly is never a short game, you're right. <laughs> it's just like if if you're gonna play strip anything, you want it to be quick and over with. It's just you don't want to eke it out with Monopoly going, oh fuck it hell. Like, oh, here you go. Here's a sock. Here's this. I feel like I feel like three people is too low a number. Yes. 100%. To want to play a strip whatever game with. It feels <laughs> it's weird that it's just three of you, I think. I don't understand how uh, Alice got so far without having to take anything off. <laughs> and then there's Brenda in her undies. What's it called? Bill. Bill yeah, he was yeah. in nude. She must have had Mayfair or something like that. I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dealing with the snake is my next low point. Oh, that was a real snake. Right? Here. It, it was a real snake. Right, okay, yes. yeah. That's, that's, it was yeah. an actual snake yeah. that they killed. Yes, yeah. that's the, I, was, I was like, that's fucking good. Now I was like, that's a real snake. That's that's low point yeah. straight away. That is a low point. But actually, the actual dealing with the snake as well, as far as the scene goes, was bad. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a snake. Let's just chuck everything around and get Let's yeah. all run over to it <laughs> and not be able to see it. And then, like you say, let's burst open pillowcases and, and move the jump on the face level the with it so it can strike yeah. in the tackles. Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. Hmm. And then, yeah, they actually murdered a snake, uh, which is not very low nice. Point. Can't murder things nowadays. No, definitely not. Speaking of murdering, literally the next line in my notes, I think I would murder Ned myself without the need for a serial killer. <laughs> and that's probably why he was next to go. I think Mrs. Voorhees was just like, I need to get rid of this pillock completely. Ned <laughs> is so annoying. Every single scene he's in, if he's not being racist and pretending to be a Native American, he's just being a prick to everybody or pretending to die and all this sort of stuff. Just horrible company <laughs> and that would want him gone yeah he's uh, he's confident with his uh, archery skills though just for smashing yeah. uh, trivia <laughs> note it was Tom Savini that fired the arrow in reality uh, right. again oh, since we spoke about him quite a fair bit it is fairly obvious that Mrs Voorhees is a guy right oh, up until she's yes. out of the car it's, 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 that's the top Tom yeah. Savini's assistant, doesn't it? That plays. Yeah. Like, it was intentionally when they're hiding who the killer is in the first three quarters of the film. It was meant to be a guy's body, it's so we think it's a guy. back of the hand. But when she gets the chop, it's quite clearly like a man's hairy forearms going, ooh, <laughs> like not well disguised. Yep. Yes, I, I don't have his name. And that, that's pretty much when like my kind of overlying like low point actually happens. It's a great reveal. But it is a badly executed reveal because it's just like the point of view stuff and all the killings and all is good, but it's quite clearly a dude yeah. all the way through. And it, it it takes so much away once you like on a repeat watch. Like saw so you could pick up bits going, oh that's that's very clever. Yeah. That's very clever. It's like you have just changed whatever you're doing yeah. at the end here. Mm -hmm. You lied to us and then you're like, haha, we got you. It's like when it's you like, show us everything. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, I've got, is there too much running away and hiding from a middle-aged woman in a nice sweater at the end? Like, <laughs> yes. I feel like she's oh. so scared of this just normal-looking woman. And then, does the reveal come, like, ten minutes too early? Like, I feel like she runs away and is scared and runs away and is scared and then 
runs away and is scared again and then kills mm. him off. Like it feels like it goes on too long. Well, it's like... it definitely goes on when she's barricading herself in the fucking house. It's like oh, oh, there's yeah. a piano. We're... Use the fucking piano. We're, we're in low points. It'll come up very much later on. She barricades herself in the room, but the door opens outwards. So oh, yeah, it does, because yeah. she like she ties that like she ties a knot. I'm so ah, she locks it so it can't go out. Yeah. So that's good. I'm like, yes, you've done the right thing there. However, you're not, I think, would maybe just unravel. Yeah. But then you've just piled up stuff. She'll just open the door and then just like and push it out the way, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a very good barricade. Um, <laughs> but yeah. That, you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah, I think I think we get too much of this just kind of angry, I don't know, 50-year-old woman chasing the girl around. I think it was a bit much. I'm also not exactly sure why she hopped in the boat at the end, Alice. Oh, just in case I don't know she comes back and she's just the head was off. From the water. I, know, I mean, like fully severed. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no way that's reattaching itself. Well, I, was kind of, I was still kind of thinking somebody else was attacking. I thought maybe it was her and this. Ah, so, so Chris would be guy. the paranoid one then. So he'd be yeah, the yes. Fuck it, I'm going to get out of here. I'm too tired to do, take on another killer. I'm going to go out and have a sleep in the boat. Yeah. That's a good point. She might uh, she might be thinking there's no way this crazy old lady is. There you go, baby. She's smart. She's next level. Yeah, yeah. That could be the, yeah, that could be the best plan now. Why the boat alive? Right. Any more low zombie. points? Uh, just uh, the whole the like, fight some, before yeah, the end. Fight the end fucking hell. See, I quite yeah, enjoyed man. it because of how real it was. But kind well, of... yeah, but like she's like super killer. She like like Chris said, she'd pick people up, stab them through, and then arrow. Like these are full grown men. But then it's just a, 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 a shit little bitch fight at the end. And it's oh, just I... like. It was a little orb which tries to stab her and just kind of Aye. flops down in it. And then they're kind of like, yeah, like. Doing a lot, off the you can tell they're doing their own stunts, but yeah, no, like yeah. this is Voorhees. Like Unless that. she's like went into her schizo where she's like, Oh, I'm not super powerful killer now. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm the have old lady lust. killer now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the bloodlust. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, is that us then? I think so. Stats point number four I think only one shit, and that is when he gets caught being a, a Native American by the policeman. I think, basically. oh, yeah. But there must be another one or two, but I could only count one. Uh, and there's no oh, F bombs. No, there was no yeah. F bombs. I'm positive, which is weird because it's like an X rated movie. It was proper, yeah. like, you have to be an adult to go see it or whatever X actually means. That might be 15, I don't know. But yeah, I thought I might drop some swearing in. Um, and no explosions either. Definitely not. Deaths, 10, factually <laughs> and accurately 10. We had both Barry and Claudette back in 58. And then we had Annie. Slit throat by the roadside. And I made Ned slit throat on a bunk bed. Kevin Bacon stabbed throat in a bunk bed. Uh, Marcy, I'm now forgetting who everybody is. What was Marcy? She was axe in the head. Yeah. Brenda, we don't know. Brenda dies off screen and then appears wrapped up in ropes, chucked through a window. I'm not sure what the ropes were. That Apparently, there's arguments over whether her death scene was ever filmed, uh, Brenda, out on the archery range. Sometimes people say, oh, yeah, there's a scene filmed where she gets like shot with an arrow. And other people are like, no, that was never happened. Yeah, well, that's the implication, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, we don't actually know why she's tied up in ropes or anything like that either, so she just appears. Uh, Steve gets stabbed in his Dick Halloran back to the camp right at, oh, it's you, stabbed there, dead. Bill, as Chris says, lifted off the ground and stabbed in the back of the door, and at the end, Mrs. Voorhees gets beheaded. One thing we should really maybe have mentioned in the low points was how obviously fake her death was, by the way, Mrs. Voorhees. It was quite clearly, like... Her, like the hands, yes, but the fact that it was not it didn't even yeah. look human what was going on, all the rest of the stuff. Uh, but yes, 10 deaths. Uh, I would have counted Jason, but apparently Jason isn't dead, so we can't count nope. him. 
Botas, no cows and no goats. They're in the wilderness, but not that kind of wilderness. Dead animal, yes, actually, a snake actually dead Bastards. in the film. And pedophiles all over this film. I bet, I bet they would have been, yeah. Pedophiles, none. It's like, yeah, a, 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 a squeezy, squeezy. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but I think Annie, these guys are adults, aren't they? The yeah. counselors at camp, so he's not actually uh, doing anything like wrong pedophilia wise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, Taco Berry Trifecta. <laughs> There's a police motorcyclist in this film. Yes. Uh, however, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't fall. He doesn't get the girl. Doesn't run, and also doesn't jump out of an airplane without a parachute either. So he fails both trifectas. <laughs> does the police motorcycle? It's a strange scene, isn't it? The, the attitude that the ah. policeman on the motorbike has. Yeah. Uh, it's quite an unusual one. Like he wasn't unreasonable, but he was talking as if he was being strict. I knew Rad thinks that he was being a slighted dickhead, though. So well, I, I, don't, I don't argue. Maybe that's why I quite I thought it was all right. However, I would nominate it for worst riding of a motorcycle ever in a film. <laughs> Fucking terrifying. <laughs> I was positive he was going to stack it at some point, <laughs> like day one on a motorcycle. This policeman. <laughs> he's quite. He's quite clearly went in for the job. You're in a motorbike. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do it. Just tell him I can. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So you, we want you to go there and do that. He's like, whoa! <laughs> so bad. So hilarious. Uh, but yes, no, no trifectas, unfortunately. Top build actress Betsy Palmer is on screen for a combined thirteen minutes. That's brilliant. It's all consecutive because it's not her in other scenes, as we mentioned yeah. before. Somebody else. Did they say the thing Friday yes. the thirteenth? Yes, we did. No. They did. They said it once. Yep. The, the cult date. says it. Imagine Friday the 13th and a full moon on the same date. Ah, uh, I missed And it's the only time it's said because the director said, wait a minute, we've got a title Friday the 13th. Got to have that in the script somewhere. So they actually <laughs> just put it in. Like, literally, they wanted to say the thing. Uh, I meant to mention another one. Jason is first mentioned by name after one hour and 16 minutes. We just know it, it's a boy that died yeah. and all that. And they say his name is Jason. It was an hour and 16. Chris, any stats from you? Uh, well, you kind of touched on mine. I was counting all the different ways people died. And it was like a hunting knife, an arrow, an axe, and a machete. There was a lot of hunting yeah, knives. A lot of blade, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. blades going on. Uh, any others? No, that was it. I yeah, they couldn't, like count, count. couldn't count Fridays or 13th mm. or anything like that. Um Andy, have you already spent your fun fact? I did spunk one. My main fun fact was, was the kaka kaka one. Uh, however, this was actually like a genuine, well, not Camp Crystal Lake, but they use a proper thing and it's still mm. used today. Yes, Which, it is. You, uh, can you imagine if your kid, if you send your kids to Camp Crystal Lake? I, guess I would want to. Is it like boo absolutely with people? It's got like a yeah. weird name, it's like Boo Boo. It does. Or something oh, like that. But yeah. yeah, it's like a really hyphenated, isn't it? But yeah, yeah can you imagine, like, just like, where are you going? It's like, oh, you know that, that film, Friday the 13th, where Jason kills people? Yeah, that's where you're going, kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, a oh, fuck. I'm not going to that. I'm you not going nice to that. everybody because you never know they might come back and kill you. I mean, uh, at least six of the films are set on this set. And I'm not yeah. going in that water. I'm telling you that right. Well, yeah, gonna... it's, it's 50 50 because he doesn't like war, but there's a lot of deaths <laughs> in that war for somebody who doesn't like war. So I'm out. <laughs> Uh, so my fun fact was um, was Tom Savini did special hair and makeup because I saw it in the credits. Oh, that's funny, Tom Savini. Then I found out he's one of the main people involved in the film. So this is like, we know that now. But my other fun fact, Bill, the character, the actor who plays Bill, is Harry Crosby and is the son of Bing Crosby, which <laughs> is uh, very strange. 
And they knew that on making the film, but they decided for some reason back in 1980, let's not advertise our film as starring the son of Bing Crosby. Uh, they just said, all right, come on, Harry, come and try a bit of acting. You, you they didn't cast him as like, the comparison was Jamie Lee Curtis getting cast in Halloween uh, a year or two before this, and she was like a famous child of famous actors. They didn't, they didn't go down that route with this one. Just, oh, yeah, we won't bother publicising the fact. So it was very strange. But yeah, he didn't do much acting uh, otherwise. But I thought it was an unusual, unusual tidbit of information. Andy, the quiz is point number five. On to you. Jesus. <laughs> uh, this is going to be 13 questions about Fridays. Hmm. TGI yeah. Fridays. Yeah, so who wants to go first? Chris is uh, Ah, but yeah, it's my turn. Okay, Chris. Let's start off easy. Which actress stars as Annabelle in the 1976 Freaky Friday movie? Oh, I'm not the more recent one. Mm. It's not, but I'm going to say Jamie Curtis. It's not, correct. No. Bruce, for a steal. I don't know, to be honest. Melanie Griffiths or someone like that? It was Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, right. Oh, yeah. Right, Bruce. If a non-leap year starts on a Friday, how many Fridays does the year have? <laughs> right, I, I'm not even going to think about this too long. Uh, I'm just going to guess 52. Wrong, Chris. Damn it. 53. It is 53. Yes. He sees back in the game. Right, Chris. How many movies feature Jason Voorhees? Thirteen. How many did you say? Thirteen. It's not thirteen. No, the fact that it's he said you heard it. I could hear him saying teen, so it's in the teens. I'm going to say fifteen. It's not fifteen. It is twelve. Oh, oh. <laughs> you've basically thirteen. You've got six that are all set in Camp Crystal Lake. You've got Freddy versus Jason, which is in suburbia. You've got Jason goes to Manhattan. You've got Jason goes to hell. You've got Jason goes to space. And then you've got Jason Voorhees, the remake. Right. Okay. So you've Fair got 12 enough. films in total featuring the character Jason. Jason. Very good. And he is in the first one before Chris goes. Mm-hmm. He, he is in this one. Well, I was trying to think of like a random film like he makes a cameo in or something I don't think <laughs> yeah, like, the only cameo he really makes is like Freddy vs Jason I don't think he just rocks up behind Michael Myers going no hi mate say say <laughs> Freddy <laughs> coming <Right>. to the swanny <laughs> right uh, where we're going Bruce me first which two actors from the fifth element star in the movie Friday right I know one, but I can't remember his name. Uh, I two, not one. I I'm, I'm thinking. I've got one, but Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker is one. That's the one whose name I couldn't remember. Somebody else is in Friday. Yep. Is in the Fifth Element. Yep. Fifth Element. Gary Oldman. <laughs> not Gary Oldman. Chris for the steal. Ian Holm. No, it was Tom Lister Jr. Ah. Of course he is. That makes sense now, doesn't it? Zeus from the Zeus. WWF back yes. in the oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who he is to me. <laughs> uh, Chris. Yes. Which band sang the song Friday I'm in Love? Uh, Green Day. No idea. It's not. Chris. 
It's the cure. It's the cure. Yes, it is. Bruce, on the sixth day, a.k.a. Friday, what did God create? Oh, I I do not know. Let's just go man. I'll give you it. It was it was animals and humans, aka Adam. There we go. Adam was created on that day, so man, okay. yes, I'll give you that. Hey, bastard. <laughs> Chris. Uh, another song related one. Which female artist recorded the song Friday? Uh, oh, what's her name? Katy Perry. Not Katy Perry. Chris, but another song related. <laughs> right. To... The only hope I've got is is her first name Rebecca. Yes. Right, I have no idea what something is. <laughs> Rebecca. 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 Three. Oh, Rebecca Jones. Nope, it was Rebecca Black. Good shout, yeah. though, but you're not getting a point for that. I could just, I just had that there, like Rebecca somebody. <laughs> uh, Bruce, who presented TFI Friday? Uh, Chris Evans was the main oh, presenter. I knew that TFI one. Friday. It was Chris Evans, yes. Chris. Which TV series starring Tasman Gregg and Simon Bird was aired on Channel 4? Friday Night Dinner. Friday Night Dinner, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bruce. Uh, where the fuck am I? Uh, That's a question. Did you say it was 13 questions? Yeah. Yes. Well, Chris went first. Don't nice worry. Question. I'll get to it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm worried about my lead here. <laughs> uh, where am I? Bruce. Uh, Friday is the Friday is one of the main characters in the 1790 novel turned movie. What is it? Who is the main character called Friday? Who is the main what? Friday is one of the main characters Characters in which in uh, the 1790 novel slash turned movie. Right. So who Friday is in a book. Uh, and it's called what? Oh, I know, I know the reference. Is it like, like, like Sorry. the island or something like that? Nope, Chris. Uh, what? Uh, what is flies? Nope, it was Robinson Crusoe. Crusoe oh, he, was got nearly, the, he got the, he got the watery it, bits right. I knew what it was about, <laughs> but I couldn't work out. I don't know which one it was. You know, uh, like, Chris, which Marvel superhero? Has a personal assistant called Friday. Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Yes, I will give you that. <laughs> I like it when he knows the answer, but he knows you're going to try and screw him if he gets it a bit wrong. Uh, Bruce. Bruce Campbell and Devin Sawa star in which comedy horror film? Presumably it's got Friday in it. <laughs> oh, that's what's come to me. It's not Friday, Chris. I want to think it was Idle Hands, but obviously I can't do that. Yes. <laughs> nope, it was Black Friday. Black yeah. Friday, okay. Okay, what's the score of Chris before we get it? It is 3 3. You'll be, you'll be happy to hear. There it we go. See, it worked. I knew this would happen. <laughs> right. Question 13 is for both of you. Uh huh. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Chris, I guess. Yes. Chris, you're going to tell me a number, and then Bruce is going to tell me a number closest to wins. <laughs> okay. Okay. How many TGI Friday franchises are there in the UK? 
in the UK. Right. Just I've the got UK. a number in my head. Let's see what Chris says. I would say 2000. You're going for 2000? <laughs> I have no idea whether it's big or small. But I'm like, sure. <laughs> put, it this, put it this way, right, Chris? You're 2000. It's locked in. I don't even think there's 2000 McDonald's franchises in the UK. So, right. Surely. I'm going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. And then if I lose, I lose. I thought I was, for some reason, the number 650 came to my head. So I'm going to go 600. You are the closest. There's 87. Oh, 87. <laughs> <laughs> so, even 650 seemed like a large to me, but I just thought it was a number. Came to my head. I don't know. Like a pack. I don't know how things could be everywhere. I don't know. It was funny. Well, I was going to originally write a quiz to start panicky straight away because what we've noticed on the podcast is if we give you a hard question to start off with, you go to downward spiral, Chris. So you're just, <laughs> you are just shocking the out. <laughs> Especially, it's even worse if he gets screwed over early on. He just loses all interest in a quiz. So Chris wins. Uh, he knows his Fridays. That was a that was a roller coaster. That one. I think we were both winning at one point. Okay, point six on the podcast: movies within movies. Chris, you can redeem yourself with the ten point podcast uh, universe. I counted two, two of the ones that you noticed. Uh, Kevin Bacon was Jack, who was in Tremors. Is it just Tremors? I swear he was in something else. No, he was the dad in Space Oddity. Yeah. Fuck! How yeah. did I miss that? I knew he was in something else. <laughs> I was as well. I was like, "What's the other thing?" And it was like, "It's at the end of my list the way it's ordered." I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah we did that." <laughs> Uh, okay, Tom Savini, who was the killer's hands, but apparently was a lot more like he keeps saying. Yes, he, he was a stuntman, basically. Yeah. He was in a few yeah. scenes, yeah. He was a sex machine in uh, From Distal Dawn, and he was a tracker in Django. It was in Django. Both of these guys are now Hall of Fame eligible. This is the two of them have made three appearances. Uh, Tom Savini, to me, might be Dinklage rule as well because of yeah. his involvement uh, in this. Kevin Baker isn't getting nominated for that fucking space oddity guff. He needs to more a third one. Because he was good in Tremors. We liked him in Tremors. Yeah, he's barely yeah. in this. And Space Oddity is just... I think it was the worst film I've ever done from the aspect of entertainment value, I think. <laughs> uh, have you recast the three of us into roles in the film, Chris? I did. I mean, probably of all the people there, I've watched, I think I'm Ned. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm doing annoying. Harsh. That sounds yeah. harsh. And they, um, I put you as a truck driver because he was very opinionated. He was driving along <laughs> and, oh, you bloody kids don't know what you've got and all that. I'll take that. And Bruce, I put you as Crazy Ralph. Oh, thank you. you. Oh. As being the guy who's like, you're going, you're doomed. I've seen this yeah. in the film. He's next. Very good. I'll take Crazy Ralph. Oh, I love Ralph. Um, I've got Andy as Steve. I don't know why. I think it was the driving and the going to the diner. Maybe think Andy is still off food. I, I don't know why. I just wanted Chris to be Jason. Just jumping out the phone <laughs> at the end. Um, he does nothing and Ned. wakes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, uh, being asleep for so long. Yeah, yeah. I've done. And I put me as Mike before Paul Sleeman. I put me as Ned so that I don't have to watch Ned in this film because I'm doing the role instead. So that's yeah. I did it. Um, I didn't do my references because this film I've worked at the calculation, the the, the mathematical equation for this film. It's Halloween multiplied by Psycho divided by The Shining plus Carrie. That's the that's the, the mathematical formation how mm. to get Friday the 13th. It's all of those different films in that sort of yeah. uh, little calculation there. Uh, I didn't realize, so they wanted an ending and the guy was like, I want an ending like they had in Carrie. No spoilers for Carrie. I might do it sometime. And then what they ended up doing was they ended up being more like the ending of Deliverance, which I've actually actually seen Deliverance all the way through, which 
which is what when they're writing Carrie, they wanted an ending like the end of Deliverance when they wrote Carrie. Uh-huh. So they ended up doing a little circle of ended up doing the, an ending like the first film that was inspired the second, which inspired the third one to be like the first one again. So there's a perfect circle of similar endings from those three films. Could this film have come out in 1995? I say no, because the Friday the 13th movies basically stopped in 1993 and they made none until Jason X in 2001. So it was a little barren. They'd run them into the ground and they were terrible, apparently, by Jason 9 uh, to get Jason 10 coming out. And Candy says it's his favourite, I think. So, uh, no, not na- no 1995 Friday the 13th. My favourite is Freddy vs. Jason. That's a banger of a Jason film. Right, okay. Does the film reference The Wizard of Oz? I don't believe so. Nothing jumped out at me. No, but there's been... water in it again, isn't there? Somebody, <laughs> somebody died in water once again yeah uh, <laughs> it's your theme it's not my theme but i do have an accidental theme that i think might continue so we'll, well i thought that. i De- nailed it i was like i was like forgetting what you're like what you picked and i was like fucking summer camps he's picking summer camps yeah. Yeah. <laughs> summer camps i was like man there was a divorce i was like was that summer it was kansas was hurricane season kansas in summer that <laughs> could be no i wasn't in, i wasn't initially going to pick friday the 13th but i had a horror movie gap and if I saw that my pick was going to fall on the week of Friday the 13th, I thought, I absolutely nailed on picking that. <laughs> dead Man Walking, Ned, you don't be the <laughs> annoying guy and survive who's Dead Man Walking. Who's in the wrong movie? I think Steve Christie, the guy who owns the camp, because he just, I guess he's supposed to be the killer, but then he's not, and then he's not in the film. Like he's separate, he has his own little separate storyline that's not involved. Nobody else is really in the wrong film. Kevin Bacon, maybe, should be. Yeah. Should be just another anonymous face, possibly, is in the wrong movie. A which trope from this film would I like to see die? It's a horror film, so our perfectly good car has just stopped working. That's <laughs> the trope that I would like to see. Chris, what's your trope? Uh, the hiding camera where it's supposed to look like somebody's watching, but there's nobody there. Like it does the thing where there's somebody walk past and it moves and it moves back. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're that. You're just camera watch. Like just you're not actual person if you know what I mean. Yes, it's just camera work, isn't it? Andy, what's your trope? Uh, mine's a fake drowning to get a kiss off the bird you fancy. Yes, please, thank you. No more fake drowning to get the pretend kiss of life. <laughs> Point seven, that one thing. What is the one thing from the 1980 Friday the 13th that we'll take with us forever? The mum did it. it's important. The mum did it? Okay, what about you, Chris? It's a, that camp film. Okay. I always remember it's been a camp. It's just it's the camp film. There's loads of camp um, films. Daddy Day Camp. Uh, no, Wait, but when Summer. you think of a camp, I think of Friday the Thirteenth. Wait, Hot American Summer. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's the what? It's the best. If you if you yeah if you if you ask me to name a film or uh, name a camp, I would go Chris name a camp from a film. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hundred percent. He's kind of right. From, the one thing might be Jason in the Lake at the end for me, uh, but I think it might be the Kiki Kiki Ma Ma Yeah, I think that's oh, the most. Now. Uh, I think that's the legendary <laughs> thing from this film. I think because it's like I've just explained, Jason the Lake happens in other films too, for a similar, mm. similar thing. Point eight nominations for the Ten Point Podcast Awards. Uh, a bit of a mixture I've got here, sir. Chris, somebody you tell us what you've got on mobile debate. Uh, right. So I put Betsy Palmer's best supporting only because she's only in it for like three minutes. Well, thirteen. Like you said it was awful. I've kind of left. I've left the acting completely. Yeah, I've not even gone bad. She might have been okay. I'll, I'll maybe say aye. Fair enough. But if you want to pick a best any. actor, I'm going Ari Lehman as Jason. That was some good acting. <laughs> he had he had two seconds and he nailed it. He did nail it. You're right. Uh, I was uh, think Betsy Betsy Palmer in as a as a supporting then. Uh, biggest villain is Ned. <laughs> yep, and most best... annoying kid. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about that because he's not technically a kid. But he's not I technically he's supposed a kid. To be, but, but he, he, he I wanted to double there. down on the annoying. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, best villain I put Mrs. Voorhees. Like she killed a, a whole bunch of people only because her son drowned. Like I, I can't quite work out if she's a good or bad villain. Uh, Andy, do you have an opinion on whether she's a good or bad villain? She does kill everybody. It's like she almost had a perfect plan until mm. she got, I don't know, defeated by a woman putting a bunch of stuff on an open do- outdoor. Why yeah, why did she stop? That's a good question. Because she was going pretty well. And it's like, I don't think Alice had her in as bad a way as other people had her. Like, it wasn't like she was, oh, I'm completely gubbed here. There's no way I can... Maybe it's just Mrs. Voorhees' like, psyche. Because like, like, that's when you first always see her and she's saying, like, maybe it's just Jason's pumping into her brain too much and she's kind of lost her kind of track. Mm. Her, she, she needs to tell the story. Lost, as Chris yeah, said. You're the last one alive. I need to tell you. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then and that's it. Uh, good villain then. We'll leave her as good villain. Uh, best death. It was either Mrs. Voorhees or no. Marcy's. The axe no. to the face or her. I've got Kevin Bacon. Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon is the best death. Definitely. I had and, that until the axe to the face. Nah, Kevin Bacon. Axe to the face is fun, but I think Kevin Bacon, it's the one that made me jump. I wasn't expecting it, and I think it's executed amazingly. The only thing also... is the neck is really long, and you can tell <laughs> it's really fake. That's the only reason Apparently, I it had They had a one go at it to get it done, otherwise I had to reset the whole thing. And they did it, and then the blood didn't pump through properly. So either Tom Savini or his assistant <laughs> had to start blowing in the tube. And that's why it kind of bubbles, is because one of them is under the bed working at something and go, because the pump stopped working. So that's why it kind of bubbles the way it does. And trivia note on that. But bacon, I'm sorry, Chris, it's the best one. Okay, I'll accept that one. Uh, best animal object, I put a Jenny, a generator. No, that massive fucking torch. Massive torch. Yeah, she gets oh, a push. The one she she torch the is like incredibly fucking long. It's got probably about a hundred batteries in it and it's like still not actually <laughs> that fucking bright. It's a huge thing. I like a huge <laughs> torch in films, but this one this was probably the biggest torch I've ever seen in a film. Unnecessary large torch. Okay. I don't really know what else to put. I just put a Jenny because of uh, Dead by Daylight. It's true. Yeah. Uh worst plan is Ned faking drenner so you can get a kiss. Worst plan, barricading the inside of a door that opens outwards. Yes. <laughs> my God, You're right. I yeah. never even noticed that. When yeah. It's what spectacular. Oh, no, we lost Bruce. Now he's back. Please, yeah. Still giggling. Have we? Oh, your, you laughed all the way through your frozenness. You oh, laughed so good. much that he froze your computer. <laughs> it was that funny <laughs> for barricading that door. Uh, best weapon, I put the machete. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know her. Well, I, 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 I the arrows were more effective with him. Yes, but... I suppose he probably did pick the machete up, and that's what he uses later down the line. So, aha, good point. It's, it's the Jason weapon, isn't it? Yeah, at least the machete. Then, uh, the biggest jump scare is literally a second behind this. So it's 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 that it's Jason. It's, it's not. Oh, it's not I, Kevin Bacon. Oh, it's so calm and no, I'm I'm, I'm kind of with Chris on that one. It is so calm. It's, it's famous. Yeah, I didn't jump like Kevin hell. Bacon. I just. It was awesome. Mm. I jumped more at the snake hissing because it was <laughs> right, yeah. But I generally thought that was it. It was just nice and okay. calm and then blah! Brilliant. Good. I'm glad. Fucking bit me. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Best set, the camp. I think best. so. Like It's a real camp. camp. <laughs> it felt like a real camp. It looked like a real camp, yeah. Uh, best camera was Tom Savini as the killer's hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, is that a cameo? Uh, <laughs> He kind of would be famous because obviously he's done Dawn of the Dead and stuff like that. So fair point. Would fair know point. Him, so yeah. Okay. That's actually a proper. I would give well, Chris. That's not even a Chris cameo. That's tell. a cameo. It was him until I looked through the thing. But I recognised Tom. I, I, I kind of think it's one of them ones that it's hard to know, but you, but if you know, you know. Then I thought. It would be yeah, famous. yeah. 
in the telly's involved. Yeah. 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 John Jules, Kevin Bacon. I was not Kevin expecting Bacon. him in this yeah. at Me all. too. Yeah. Me too. Me having seen this most recently, the three of us, I'd also forgotten he was in it. <laughs> Me probably looked at Kevin Bacon's IMDb page most recently, also forgot he was in it. So like... uh, Michael Pennyward, I put uh, Mrs. Voorhees explaining why she does what she does. Yeah. Probably is, yeah. Um, there's a lot of um, best animal. We need to remember a fallen comrade, the snake. The snake. snake. He did his job. He, he nailed it. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. Uh, most pornograph. Most the most pornographic is the sexy time with the Kevin Bacon and what's her face. I, I think so. Yeah. Uh blah 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 blah. What's wrong? What's wrong? Ked is Ned. And uh, best product placement Monopoly. Ah. Right. So I, I had a roller coaster on this one. It started off yeah. with Coca-Cola because there's got two massive Coca-Cola signs right outside. And I was like, that's that. And then I was like, ah, it's Budweiser because they're all drinking Budweiser. Oh, were they? And then I was like, no, it's Monopoly because they're playing strip Monopoly. That scene goes on way too long. And he just says Monopoly on the fucking screen for the longest time in the world. So and I'll bet Monopoly, their percentage revenue went up best because of this. Like people oh, yeah, would start buying it to, be to do that. Strip Monopoly and realizing what yeah. a stupid idea that is to play. Whereas yeah. because Coke was in Friday the 13th, you wouldn't sell any more Coke or any more Budweiser. It keeps it present, but Monopoly would sell more because yes. of that. Yeah. Uh, is that you, Chris? That's me, yeah. Best character name, Jason Voorhees, is a good character See, I wasn't name. sure about saying that. Like, Voorhees is... I only know that because of this though. Exactly. Well, That's you a good name. But, yeah. You can't no one can be called no one can have the surname Voorhees anymore because of this film. I don't know. Yeah. Even, even Jason's the name a... Jason makes me think of him. So Yeah. yeah. Jason's a bell end is pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Full Moon Guy is the best cop, I would say. Uh, I liked him because of his theory. Best death, Kevin Bacon, we did that, haven't we? Um yeah. best entrance, Jason. Yep. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Oh, is that because best... he's exit in water? <laughs> Obviously, he's entering. Yes, he's film. entering the scene. He's entering land. <laughs> yeah. he's entering the film. Uh, best fight. I have got Alice versus Mrs. Voorhees, but that yeah, was awful. A bit ironic. Uh, you can leave that if you like. I've done jump scare. I would have put it because it was the only one, but I never said it because it was shit. <laughs> best special effects. Yeah. Can we nail one death down to being the best special effects? I like Maybe Kevin Bacon. Bacon one. Yeah. yeah. yeah Kevin the, uh, the neck gets me, annoys me. It's too long. But I was still just freaking good. out, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice the neck. I was like, Whoa! I didn't notice the neck as big as him. Uh, best stunt. I've just got Betsy Palmer doing her own stunts in the fight. I like that. I enjoyed that. Best twist. Jason in the pond. Is that the best twist? Best oh, yeah. twist oh, is, yeah, is, yeah, is Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. No, Mrs. I would say Jason's are still alive. You don't this see that. Mrs. Voorhees is a twist anymore because he got spoiled yeah. before you ever seen yeah, that. For 20 odd years, he's been holding his breath under there. It's like, how <laughs> yeah. Well done. Uh, we've done the Berlin stuff. Uh, most underused, Robbie Morgan as Annie. I really enjoyed Robbie Morgan in the, the first oh, Chris, Chris is struggling here. He's dying. I'll get uncomfortable. I need a cushion. Uh, yes, Annie in the beginning. She was very endearing. I thought we should have had more of her. We could easily swap the actress out for somebody else. She was far more likable. Yeah. Worst costume. Boots, tight <laughs> shorts, neckerchief, tash, perm, and nothing else. <laughs> Steve Christie, ladies and gentlemen. And a, and a clipboard. And a clipboard looking at someone's... Was that a drawing of him that he was looking at, yeah? I can't remember what he was doing. It looked look like oh, she yeah, had drawn was, him. He was going through the drawings and that's where he got really creepy. <laughs> I like your drawings. She drew them uh, And that's me. I think Chris mentioned all the other ones. So we've at least mentioned them. And he's on his product placement. So point nine, the moral of the story. What lesson were we supposed to learn 
from this is called Friday the Thirteenth, and they said Jason. Uh, Andy, what's your moral story? Uh, summer camps are bad. Deadly. Nothing good ever happened. No, no, I don't think anything ever good at a summer camp. I mean, all, all the films, yeah, one way or another. I mean, what was it? The part of the space station landed. At yeah, hot American spaceship summer. there. <laughs> pretty much every Jason involved. Like Friday the Thirteenth films, the summer camp. You're gonna die. Yeah. There's some. I'm sure there's other ones that are not even involved in Jason. People are gonna die at a summer camp. <laughs> You're gonna drown. Inept I'll camp die the people. Hot American summer. At a summer yeah, camp. I did. I. Yeah. You hid the body as well. <laughs> Uh, have you given your one, Chris? If you're the same, yeah, same as Andy's. The same. Uh, mine is don't make love while a young boy drowns. That's the moral of the uh, story. Yeah. I think that's Mrs. Voorhees' problem. That happened afterwards, didn't it? That was no, because she weren't supervising. No, that's that's why he died. Why she claims right. they weren't watching; they were making love instead. So then she would punish people for that yeah. afterwards. Like people could be dying. <laughs> so even though even though nobody's here yet, and it's too exactly the kids are not even here. <laughs> yeah. Point ten on the ten point podcast is the ten point rating. I rated it. I go first. I think Chris hadn't seen it, or I thought Chris hadn't seen it, so he goes last, and I was accurate. I'll give it a six because it's at points it's terrible, but at points it's great. Like there's some really good bits in it, some really good stuff. But other points it's like a bit rubbish. But I think it's mm. clever. It's a one time only deal. I'm rating it kind of on a if you haven't seen it kind of thing. So I would recommend it as a six. Haven't seen it. Revisiting it, it's probably a four. Revisiting it, revisiting. But I enjoyed myself. It doesn't overstate its welcome. And like once it gets going, it gets going. There's always here's the next person. How are they going to die? Here's the next person. How they're going to die? Here's the next person. How they're going to die? Who's doing it? What's oh, her? The end. So six out of ten. Andy, uh, you pretty much nailed what I was going to say. But I guess a three for all the, the reasons you stated. Same you said you said, you said you said a four. And I was like, oh, it's close. And I was like, but it is a three for me. That's why I came in this film. It's not rewatchable, but it is clever and it is boring at times. But yeah, you can't rewatch this film ever. Chris, first viewing, maybe, but having been spoiled, what's your score? Uh, I thought it was a dog shit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, the film has been so overhyped. And if I had gone, if I gone to maybe unspoiled, it might be a little bit better. Um, I don't need to watch someone make a cup of coffee for five minutes. <laughs> that yeah, was one of the problems I had. A lot of scenes, like especially the guy so like, was the real, real evidence. It's like they just filled out time with this. Yeah, but, um, um, but you're right. Again, like the, the only thing it's got going for me is the deaths are really good, and that ending made me shit myself. So it gets a three. A three. That is the right Chris. number, Chris. You're right. I'll agree with you. You guys combined for the same score as what I did. Uh, a four, officially, which I guess that's fair because that's what I said. <laughs> so, officially, a four out of ten for Friday the 13th. It's more fun talking about it than I'd watch it. Yes. Do you guys think you would pick a future Friday the 13th? Yes. I want to pick one to see with him in it. Okay. I think so, I would maybe Space. Well, I'll, uh, genuinely, I'm so, Sandy might have to wait for us to pick another nine. If he wants to pick <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm waiting for the, As soon as I see an opening for Jason... Jason X and Rocket Hell, what a roll. Jason, Jason is, X followed by Friday versus Jason. We're in there. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, Friday the 13th part two might come at some point because it's, it's the one most tied to this. Like, a couple of characters return and it kind of kind of gets going. So, my theme, which it isn't one, I'm just picking films I want to pick. The three films I've done are Wet Hot American Summer, Wizard of Oz, Friday the 13th, um, and two films I'm intending to pick War. would all fit into accidentally all in one day movies films that all happen in the one day 
because Wet American Summer is the last day of camp. The Wizard of Oz, basically, there's a tornado where she gets knocked out and wakes up the next morning. So right. basically, it's the one day. And this is all, like, literally in one day. And the other two, I believe, to the best of my knowledge, that I'm intending to pick, are both happen within, like, a 24-hour period. So I didn't mean to do it this way, but that seemingly is where I'm going with these. Is they're all set in one day. Uh, but it wasn't meant to be that way. Speaking of themes, Andy's next to pick. And Andy's theme is main stars that we have never yet covered on the podcast yet. Correct. So yet twice in that sentence. But Andy, carry on. Uh, so in this film, it does, if you IMDB it, this person we have done before is first, but it's not this person. I think it's just because the most famous person in it currently. Okay. But continuing the theme of 13, mm. I am going for 13 Ghosts. Oh, right. Aaron, Tony, Tony Shalubba, I can't even say his last name. Tony Shalubba. Uh, yeah, Tony Shalubba, Shannon Elizabeth, and Matthew Lillard, who we have done before. So I'm assuming it's not the 1960 version. Then, no, the 2002 oh, uh, version. Tony Shalub. Yeah, Tony Shalub. Monk, if I remember. Yeah, Monk. Sir, Sir, one, three, in ghosts. Yes. <laughs> According to this. Yes, it's going to be a fucking nightmare for people to Google this one. But, yes. Ah, I've never seen this one. Yes. Now I know what you mean by Monk. Yes, I have never seen this one before. I won't delve into it. And you've never seen it. Here it goes. 2001. Oh, here we go. It's spooky season, of course. And it's spooky season, is why I've carried on with the, the theme. I've on. seen it popping up in a lot of like social media recently. There we go. So See, it's, it's popular. happening. No, I just wanted to, yeah. I just wanted to do a film with him because I, I like that guy and Shannon Elizabeth's underrates and and Matthew Lillard brings back some uh, scream vibes. It's all horror. Right. It's all good. Oh, I miss you mentioning Matthew Lillard. I was still thinking of what you were picking. Uh, I didn't get on well with Matthew Lillard and Scream, so hopefully. Oh, here we go. Strapping to the awards. So you have it. Thirteen Ghosts, the two thousand and one version. Have a look for that, and we'll see you next time on the Ten Point Podcast. 